from the Mercy One Studio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. And this is Monsignor Frank Bugnano. Thought of the Week, thank you for joining us here on some thoughts about the Bible. The Bible. And also, I think uh, an, probably a more important question is, where does the authority of the Bible come from? <laughs> Who said that? Who said that book is, you know, the last word? Where does that come from? Uh, well, you know, we had a, a, a split in Christianity, as you know, in the 1500s, the Protestant Reformation. Uh, there were many good points that the Reformers brought up about the church that needed to be cleaned up, which is great. It really helped the church, because the Catholic Church, in in response to Martin Luther and Zwingli and Calvin, uh, held a council and said, these guys got some good points. We better, we better you know, clean up the house here. So they held what's called the Council of Trent, uh, Trent, Italy, and went and they invited Martin Luther, invited Zwingli, invited Calvin, come to the, tell us, and and so they got they got some response with that, uh, but they knew what the questions were. The prime they solved them. It took them gee two three years in that council, but gosh, it was a great thing for the Catholic Church. A great thing. The Council of Trent, Trent, Italy. Um, for example, I'll give you an example of 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 why the the church and we've had councils since that time. We've had two councils. One in the late eighteen hundreds, Vatican one, because it was held at the Vatican. Um, and the other was Vatican II, held about 50 years ago. And both times it was wonderful, great. Uh, so um, anyway, the the uh, big question then, of course, was, well, uh, let's look at, I'll tell you, one of the things is, how are we training priests? Well, back then, huh? here's how you became a priest. You want to become a priest? You go find a nice priest somewhere, you know, and you say, hey, I want to become a priest. Okay, why don't you stay here at the rectory with me for a couple of years? I'll show you how to say mass. I'll show you how to talk to people, uh, whatever. How to, I'll show you how to hear confessions and so on. And uh, uh, after a couple of years, uh, you took him over to the bishop and you said, hey, this young man's been here. He's, he looks like he knows a little bit of Latin. I think he's okay. And the bishop, he's a priest. He's off on his own. He has very little training, almost no training at all. Uh, in fact, it was so interesting, St. Teresa of Avila, who lived in the 1500s in Spain, she used to write out in Latin the words of absolution and confession that the priest is supposed to say when you're, you're done with your confession. She would hand those to the priest. She would say, in case you don't know what they are, here are the words you're supposed to say. So, gosh, uh, Council of Trent was great. Anyway, uh, so it did it did uh, answer I think all of the the objections, which were good, that were brought up. Um, I, I think one of the key questions that we have have in the Bible is the question of interpretation. Ooh, yeah, uh, we have that with our uh, w- with our own Constitution of the United States that was written by our founding fathers. What did they do? They didn't hand everybody a cop- copy of the Constitution and say, "Well, interpret it for yourself." You can read plain English. No. We have a thing called the Supreme Court. What's their job? They have to study. They have to look at precedent. They have to look at situations. They get give, They can interpret. They have the authority to interpret. 
So how about the Bible? Well, how does that work? I mean, Jesus didn't write it. The apostles didn't write it. One of a couple of Matthew wrote uh, one of the books of the Bible. Uh, Jesus, Jesus never even told him to write anything. He told him to go out and preach. And they, Matthew wrote down some things, and Luke comes along, and he writes some things down. And, and uh, so other people come along. Uh, uh, Mark, there, he, he uh, is a friend of, of St. Paul. Uh, so he he hears a lot, learns a lot, writes down James. He's one of the apostles. He writes a couple of letters. And these are just kind of gathered together uh, over a period of about 20 years. And uh, and then, th- then they begin to uh, uh, coalesce into uh, a, a book. And I've got to remember, folks, this is, <laughs> a lot of people don't know this stuff, is that there were other things that were being written at the very same time. For example, there's a, a, a letter we've got called the Letter of Barnabas. Well, who was Barnabas? He was the companion of St. Paul. Just read about him in the Acts of the Apostles. So Barnabas wrote a letter. I just read read it the other day. It's rather lengthy. But he talks about a lot of good things. Uh, and he was right with Paul. So what the heck, like Mark was. But they never considered that to be inspired. So it was good. But then there were other writings. All right? For example, uh, we we had some what they call heresy, Gnostic heresy writings, fake gospels. For example, the Gospel of Thomas. Well, St. Thomas never wrote a gospel, but in the second century, there were some people who wanted to change the Christian faith, uh, and so they decided to write a a gospel. Well, I I read part of the Gospel of Thomas. All you got to do is read about two pages, and you go, this stuff is crazy. This is stuff. This stuff is not you know, it just didn't make any sense. So, so you had good writings like Barnabas. Then you had heretical writings like Letter of Thomas. But then you got the good stuff like Matthew. So, how do you sort through that? I mean, what's inspired and what isn't? Who's got the authority? That's the key question. I remember several years ago at Saint Augustine Parish, I got a call from a, a man, and he was in Des Moines, Des Moines, moved from Minneapolis with his wife and kids, and. Uh, so he said, uh, uh, I have been a minister up in the Twin Cities uh, with an evangelical, I forget it was, a Assembly of God Church, whatever. He said, but it keeps bothering me. I get up and talk about the Bible. What, what makes me the authority? Why isn't that person in the front pew as smart as I am? Who's got the, the authority question kept bugging me? And finally I said to myself, you know, the only church that claims to have authority that goes all the way back is the Catholic Church. So he came to me. He said, what do I have to do to become a Catholic? You guys, I know you guys have got the authority, and I need somebody that has authority to help me. So he and his wife became Catholic. Anyway, so, yeah, so the authority question is a big question. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We'll be right back. Uh, Iowa Catholic Radio, Monsignor Frank Bignano, Thought of the Week. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. 
Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Greg Harper. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. 515-440-4610, ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic. So, Monsignor Frank, now we're talking about the Bible, and we're talking about the question of authority. And I mentioned this gentleman came to me with his wife and kids and said, look, I've been a uh, evangelical, whatever it was, minister in the Twin Cities, and I get up and I preach, and I'm thinking, what makes me the authority to interpret this? Uh, well, remember, a lot of the Bible is pretty, it's, you can interpret it for yourself, no doubt about it. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, um, you know, Honor your father and your mother, uh, love your neighbors yourself, etc. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, you know, but uh, the, the, there are other parts. Of, <laughs> yeah, there are other parts. You know, like for example, Jesus at the Last Supper, he says, "This is my body. This is my blood over the bread and the wine." Question: Well, did he mean that he actually transposed himself into bread and wine so people could have that intimate relationship with him in the Eucharist? And uh, what did the early church think about that? What was their interpretation of? the Eucharist, and so on. Or uh, he says to the uh, uh, apostles, the day he rose from the dead, he appears to them that evening, and he breathes on them. You can read about this in the Gospel of St. John. And he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Whose sins you retain are retained. And I'm sure they looked at each other and said, are you talking to us? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Look at you. So, well, what does that mean? How does that, how does, well, <laughs> so who's got the authority to interpret that passage of Scripture? That's what we're getting at. Well, of course, one of the ways you can figure that out is you can say, well, the church didn't start yesterday. It started 2,000 years ago. What did, what did the church believe and practice, at least up until the 15th century, when people began to deny the Eucharist, oh, it's not the body and blood of Christ, just a nice little symbol, or no, no, but I, I don't have to go to a, a man to have my sins forgiven. I go straight to God, and what, well, okay, I got, I get it, I get it. Well, then, but uh, we mean the church was wrong for 1,500 years? <laughs> no, what did the church do? I mean, how did they interpret it from day one on forward? Okay, and let's look at those those questions. Those are good questions. Uh, for example, somebody says, well, I don't need to go to a man to have my sins forgiven. Well, I always 
On that one, I always say, well, I understand what you're saying. However, uh, are you baptized? Yes. Did you baptize yourself? No. No, someone dunked me or someone poured water on me. You mean another person did that? Yeah. And what did they say? They said, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So through that human being, your sins were forgiven, right? You didn't, you didn't pour the water on yourself, right? Right, okay. So at least once in your lifetime, somebody was God's minister to forgive your sins, right? Okay, so you did go to somebody. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So anyway, uh, so that, that's this, it's the question of authority. I think it's a good question. I, I think it, it does, uh, people do think about that a lot uh, because we do have, what, some, I don't know, 20, 30,000 different denominations in Christianity, and each of them says, well, we got the authority, we got the authority, we got the authority. I get it. Uh, and as I said before, uh, let's take a good look at that. Let's look at how the Bible developed. All right, so you've got these 27 books in the New Testament. You've got 73 books total in the Bible. Uh, how about how about the New Testament and the Old Testament? Well, um, uh, I, I think that, number one, what we want to do is uh, the, what, what the early church did to figure out which ones were inspired, and they were very smart. They waited, and they went to the parishes in about the, the fourth century, end of 393. They said, look, we have to make a final decision. We know that the Gospel of Thomas is a heretical gospel. Barnabas is a good writing, but it's not inspired. So what they did, the Holy Spirit is given to the whole church, right? So the bishops back then said, all right, we're going to have a council. All the bishops come together. But before you come to the council, go to all of your parishes, your priests and your deacons and your lay people. Have the priests and deacons poll the lay people. What do you all think is inspired? And then and then, after a couple of years of doing this polling, come back and we'll come to Hippo, North Africa, and you say, what is the church saying? What are, well, they came back and said, well... Uh, what they said is, gosh, uh, there are many good writings, etc. Some are they're heretical writings. But we believe, people are saying, these 27 books seem to be inspired by God. Okay. Uh, they said the four Gospels, all right. Everything written by Paul is good. Uh, there, there was a question about uh, the epistle to the Hebrews, uh, and uh, and also James, those two. There's a question about that. And the Book of Revelation. Is it, so they they debated or talked or discussed and prayed and and Saint Augustine stood up and gave a great talk about why the Book of Revelation is inspired and Hebrews. And they all discussed it, prayed. They said, "Yeah, that's part of it too." So that became the New Testament. Uh, it was decided by the bishops of the Catholic Church in 393 A.D. They then sent their uh, uh, their conclusion, uh, these are the 27 books, yes, uh, to the Pope. They said, well, we need your stamp of approval. Uh, this is what we think. And the Pope at that time said, you got it. Well, what about the Old Testament? You know, you got, uh, <laughs> you've got seven more books in the Greek Old Testament than you have in the Jewish Old Testament. And so... They said, well, which, which one is inspired? Well, uh, the Jewish Old Testament is, is good. It doesn't have the seven extra books that the Greek does. Uh, 
and it was put together in around the year 100 uh, A.D. The Greek Old Testament was 100 B.C., uh, and they thought, well, that is inspired because that's the one that St. Matthew keeps quoting when he quotes the Old Testament in his gospel. He quotes, he quotes the Greek Old Testament. So they sent that to the, the Pope. They said, we think this is inspired. That's it. You got it. Now you've got all 73 books uh, agreed upon by all the bishops, all the people of the church in, in 393 A.D., sent to the Pope for his approval, and that's the one we've always used as Catholics. We'll be right back. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture the Christ Our Life Catholic Conference for Our Searching Souls, Friday and Saturday, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. Speakers include Father Donald Calloway, Sister Miriam James, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Mirjana Soldo, Magnus McFarlane Barrow, Steve Angrisano, and Iowa Catholic Radio's John Leonetti. Tickets and information are available through ChristOurLifeIowa.com. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference, September 26th and 27th at Wells Fargo Arena. ChristOurLifeIowa.com. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com Corel Contractor serves Des Moines and Central Iowa for all earth-moving and excavating needs. Family-owned since 1959, Grail Contractor will complete a project you can be proud of, on budget and on time. Grail Contractor, 515-221-9669 or corelcontractor.com. So, Monsignor Frank Pignano, Iowa Catholic Radio. We're talking about the Bible, and we're talking about the key question of authority to interpret <laughs> the Bible. Mention the fact that we have a constitution in our country, but they didn't hand out copies to everybody and said, okay, whatever you think it means, it means. Well, boy, we'd, we'd have a mess. So we have a Supreme Court, and they they have to decide to debate whatever and, and come up with precedents and reasons and and come up with a, a, an interpretation of the, of the Constitution. I say, well, the, the same thing. Jesus did not write the Bible. He didn't tell him to write it. The church wrote it. The, some of the apostles and early disciples wrote it. And he said, I will send you the Holy Spirit to help you. The t- Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And so over a period of the first three, four centuries, they began to weed out what seemed to be the in- inspired word of God, all the writings of Paul, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and a few others, the book of Revelation and so on. And it wasn't until the end of the of the fourth in 393 AD, the church said, "Look, we gotta, we gotta really nail this down." So, the as I said before, 
the bishops got together, Hippo North Africa. They had pulled all the people of the church all, all around the world, and they came up with, yeah, these are the 73 books that are inspired by the Holy Spirit. This is the inspired word of God right here. The Pope said, you got it. They stamped it, and it's been that way for, it's been that way for, uh, gee whiz, for quite a while now. Uh, it's been that way for, um, you know, uh, well, for 2,000 years. And finally, uh, the uh, uh, we, we, we get up into the Protestant Reformation, and now you now you start having different interpretations again. You know, of, of, well, it means this, it doesn't mean that. When Jesus said, this is my body, it's my blood, he didn't really mean that. As such, I don't know. These are good-hearted people. I'm not, there's nothing wrong. It's just that they didn't realize that the authority was given by Jesus to, 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 the, to the apostles and their successors. Oh, you mean Jesus set up a Supreme Court? Yeah, he did. He sure did. The 12 apostles and their successors, they are the Supreme Court. Whoever hears you, hears me. So that's what that was all about. Yeah. And uh, uh, anyway, uh, so that's where the authority uh, question goes. And I, I hope this makes sense to everybody who is listening. Uh, so so I, I tell people, uh, I remember I had a, a discussion with a gentleman one time, and he was arguing with me about the Bible. He had a Bible, and he was, we were having this argument. I didn't do this, but I should, I should have said, well, where did you get the Bible? Who wrote that? And who said, this is it? What happened to the Gospel of Thomas? You know, what happened to somebody? There's another thing called the Didache. What happened? The letter of Barnabas, the Didache, a 10-chapter ten, ten uh, treatment written in the year 70 A.D. It was, it's beautiful. I've read parts of the Didache, but it's not inspired. So I, I'm tempted always to say, well, who told you that that book is inspired by God? Who told you that? Jesus didn't. It was the successors of the apostles, the bishops of the Catholic Church and the Pope in council together, praying, checking with the whole church. They're not in an ivory tower. They're talking to all the people. And they said, this is it. So I guess, logically, if you think the Bible is the word of God, you are at least accepting the authority of the Catholic Church up to 393. Now, you may say, well, after they decided what the Bible was, that that's it. They didn't have any more authority. Okay. You know, I I, I don't believe that, but I, I, I get what you're trying to say. So anyway, so that is uh, that is uh, the origin of the Bible, and, and it comes from the authority that Jesus gave to the apostles and their successors when he said, receive the Holy Spirit uh, to them, uh, who hears you, hears me. And every, we've always accepted their authority, at least we do today, Catholics, but the whole everybody accepted their authority, at least up until the 1500s. Uh, and then people said, well, I don't think it means this, I don't think it means that, whatever. Now remember, there, there, a lot of the Bible, you don't need any big authority as such. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. Come on, I get it, you know. Uh, oh, it's so much in there. I mean, people, there are so many good people who don't accept the authority of the Catholic Church that, that they're the ones who set up the Bible. But uh, golly, 
you know, they, they, the Holy Spirit touches them. They read scripture passages and whammo, they, they feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, yes, wonderful. Yes, 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 yes. But when it comes to key questions like, well, can a priest forgive sins? Uh, can you, is the, is, the, is the body and blood of Christ, is that the Eucharist? Things like that, you know, those key questions. Well, who's got the last word? Well, who's always had the last word? for 2,000 years. Uh, so that, that's kind of a, a good way to, to, to look at it. And uh, w- was there a transfer of authority? Yeah. Where, where does Jesus give the authority of those apostles? Well, read Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. It's very interesting. The first part of Matthew's gospel. Uh, it says, He went around all of Galilee, teaching the synagogues, proclaiming the gospel uh, of the kingdom, and curing disease and illness of all the people, verse 23. I just read it. Okay, wait a minute. Let's look at chapter 9, verse 35. Jesus went all around to the towns and villages, teaching the kingdom of God, curing every disease and illness. Well, I just read that. That's right. That's called an internal parenthesis. In other words, between chapter 4 and chapter 9, it's about the, it's about the mission of Jesus. From chapter 10 on, Jesus gives authority to the apostles. It's called, I call it the Matthew transfer. You see Jesus transferring authority onto the apostles. It's right in Matthew's gospel. Chapter 4 to 9 is Jesus doing all these things. After chapter 9, it's the, he, he kind of forgets the crowd. Jesus just hangs out with the apostles because he's training them. It's called a Matthew transfer. So, yes, the authority is transferred by Jesus to the apostles. So anyway, those are things to think about when you think about the Bible. This is Monsignor Frank Bagnano, Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for being with us this morning. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bagnano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.